What's up, y'all? Welcome to the SOS Podcast, and today we're talking basketball. Uh, I know I haven't posted in a while. That's honestly because I don't really have much to say. I thought Philly was going to win it all. I don't know why I rooted for Philly. I mean, Harden, Embiid, Doc Rivers, I should have known it was going to end in disaster. And then on top of that, Nuggets swept the Lakers. At the time, I thought uh, Miami was about to sweep the Celtics, and I'm just like... You know, there's nothing I can say that you as a listener probably wouldn't have already heard from someone more successful and popular like Bill Simmons or Stephen A. Smith or um, Shannon Sharp and so on. Right. So what I thought of doing today is something a little more different. You know, I thought I'd make some what if scenarios and kind of just go from there try to bring my own originality and my own little twist on everything and see if it's uh, entertaining but before we do that let me just quickly give you a little finals preview and just share my opinions and what my thoughts are on both these teams and it's finally happening nuggets versus heat two teams that weren't the favorites to get here but now that they're here it all makes sense I mean, the Nuggets were the first seed, but they're like this underrated first seed because they, as a franchise and as uh, players, they haven't really proven themselves in the postseason, of course, until now. Now that both teams are here, it's kind of like undeniable that and well-deserved that they're in the position that they're at. I too made the mistake of underrating these teams, especially the Nuggets, but hey man, I, I just got caught in the Lakers and LeBron hype. I thought he was about to get his fifth. They completely dismantled the Warriors, but what can I say? The Nuggets, the Nuggets did them wrong to sweep them. Like, goddamn! I guess the system just beats the player. And if you have the best player in the world, which is Nikola Jokic, without a doubt now, you're more than likely going to win. On the other hand, the way Jimmy Butler willed his way to victory is crazy. I haven't seen someone carry a team so hard since uh, LeBron in the Cavs days, not like his first stint with the Cavs, you know? It's it's pretty insane to see an 8 seed make it this far and completely, well, I was going to say completely destroy their competition, but the games that they did lose was because Jimmy Butler wasn't playing to his level and when he finally was, you know, they won again. Um, also apologies to the undrafted players, the bench players from the Heat. I thought they weren't going to be consistent enough, you know, but Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and of course, you know, Cody Martin, like, they, they were going hard for the team, and they were actually the more consistent ones compared to, like, guys that you probably trust like Bam. So, shout out them, man. <laughs> However, with everything said and done... I think the Nuggets should win this in five or six. I've said it before, I'll say it again. A system will always be more consistent than the player. The Nuggets' offensive sets are just way too consistent. Even if like the players aren't feeling it, they'll always be able to make another offensive set for other people. And when you watch Jokic, uh, he's, really, he's really good at kind of stopping teams from going on runs because basketball is all a game of runs you know you want a 10-0 run or maybe a 10-2 run and then the other team comes back and goes on a 12-3 run etc etc it's a game of runs right so no um 
Jokic is really good at just being this run stopper. Like whenever the team hits like two shots in a row, the crowd's getting hyped. He knows how to really just shut them up and hit a tough, uh, tough little Euro step fadeaway or just his classic post hook or his floater. It's he's just way too consistent. And I think the Nuggets as a whole are just better than the Heat. Not not to mention the fact that the Nuggets have yet to lose a home game, right? They're just that good. Um, I know both teams are deep, and I know Tyler Hero's back, but I, I don't. I just don't think it's enough to stop the Nuggets. Like Michael Porter Jr., he's blossoming into this crazy three and D player. I mean, his stats this playoffs are. 14.6 points and 8 rebounds also shooting 40% from the three like that's all they want from him and even beyond that he's actually passing the ball more he's playing really really good defense something that you kind of didn't expect from him because he like up until recently he wasn't really a good defender but now it's like he's swatting shots he's guarding their best player he's keeping up with the point guards he's able to be posted up by the big men he's been like a gem for the nuggets shout out him and that's not it the rest of them are going hard too like aaron gordon and kcp they're reliable like 15 points a game shooter it's like maybe some nights it's kcp getting his 15 or maybe other nights it's aaron gordon getting his 15 and then you got bruce brown who's pretty reliable ball handler and playmaker uh, Christian Brown's the only rookie playing in the playoffs right now. Uh, and, and that's straight up just because of defense. Because I haven't seen him do anything like super saucy on offense except make some like tough and one layups. But his defense is actually amazing for a rookie. So all around, they're just a really tough team to beat. Because we haven't even talked about Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. I mean, Jamal Murray's reaching unbelievable heights. I'm so, so happy for him. Not just the fact that he's a Canadian player doing so good, and it's always nice to see Canadian players achieve, but he is shooting 27 points per game, 6.1 assists, 5.5 rebounds on 50-40-90. Those are Steph Curry numbers. Those are Dane Lillard numbers. Basically, if he wins the finals this year, whether he wins finals MVP or not, he will undeniably be in that top five point guard spot i personally think i always had him like pretty high up i kind of overrated him because you know i became a huge Jamal murray fan in the bubble uh if you guys listen to this podcast you know like he's probably my favorite player on the nuggets i like it more than Jokic. yes you know i'm not saying he's better but personally i just love the way he plays the game and how he can just take over and when he's hot he is hot Hot. Also very sneaky athletic. Unlike other guards, he tries so hard on defense, like always trying to steal the ball, always being physical. He I just I just like watching the way he plays. And of course, probably the most consistent player in playoff history, Nikola Jokic, you know. This is similar to like that Dirk run, that Kawhi run. I mean, he is completely dominating. I think he had the most triple doubles in playoffs history in one run. He is kind of just humbling everyone one by one. I mean, there's, there's just nothing else I can say about Nikola Jokic that you guys haven't already heard. He is 
undeniably the best player in the world. You know, before you could say it was Giannis, but now it's Jokic. Like, I thought Giannis would be at that best player spot. You know how, like, LeBron was always on that best player spot for, like, the last 10 years, even though Steph was winning MVP, Westbrook, Harden. But we all knew, like, LeBron's still the best player in the league, right? No matter who's winning MVP. I thought Giannis would have that spot for at least, like, five, six years. But nah, Jokic just came and kind of took it. Like, he is the best player, undeniably, whether he wins another MVP or not. Now, as for the Heat, I think, I think that Bam like really needs to step up his game if they want to win bam is the x factor for the heat jimmy butler can only do so much on offense but it's up to bam to guard Jokic. it's up to bam to be consistent on offense because he's been so underwhelming this series um i mean the last series like he didn't i don't think he had one game over 16 points and also he like he's having bare turnovers and even though he's having like like maybe one block a game it's it's not really the bam out of bio that we knew especially on defense and yeah he just needs to step it up because you know he's even lost his offensive game he's definitely out of rhythm and he's he, yeah it's just up to him bro it's because I, I know jimmy's gonna get his 30 maybe 40 but that that won't be enough against a team like the nuggets there's a reason that miami heat have not beat the nuggets even once in three years the last time they beat the Nuggets, by the way, Jimmy Butler wasn't on the team and Jokic and Murray were coming off the bench. That's how long ago it was. So if uh, the Miami Heat want this to be any sort of competition, it's it's up to Bam. It's up to who's another big man? Like, like who who is another big man on the Miami Heat? Probably like, I don't know, like Cody Zeller. Is that is that their only other big man? The Highsmith dude is—is is that it? Because I—I can't name any other big men on Miami, so that's definitely an issue, considering that their best player is a center, and they've yet to play in a series where the other team's best player is a center. So, good luck to them. But then again, what do I know, right? I mean, I had Philly winning everything. Philly, disgusting. I'm just disgusted with myself. Whatever. You know, this is a perfect moment to transition into the next segment, NBA What Ifs. So, what if number one? What if Nikola Jokic wins finals MVP? Where would he be on the GOAT leaderboard? His resume would be five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, 2015-16 All-Rookie, two-times MVP, one-time Western Conference Finals MVP, and one times finals MVP with the chip, of course. Now that's a pretty good resume. So where would he be all time? Now, of course, it depends on how well he dominates. And if he continues to play the way he's been playing, I think he'd easily make it to the top 15. He would be higher all time than a lot of people's favorite players. This is where it gets controversial. You ready? He'd be higher all time than Dwight Howard. Yup, I said it. Carmelo Anthony. Yup, I said it. Tracy McGrady. Yup. Vince Carter. Yup. Giannis. Uh, I don't know. Giannis has that one defensive player of the year on him. Giannis is maybe top 12-ish. Dirk. Nah, hell no. Dirk's like top 10. Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Dominique Wilkins. Yup, the old heads are gonna hate me for this one. Ch- 
Charles Barkley. Come on, don't lie to yourself. You know he's going to be ahead of him too. All right. Kevin Garnett. What do you guys think? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, actually. I think I think Kevin Garnett might have a little edge. I mean, I know he didn't ever win finals MVP. I mean, he has one MVP, but he's got that defensive player of the year, 12 times all defense, nine times all NBA, four times rebound champion. I think I think he kind of he kind of edges out Jokic. Just just by a little, I'd say. But he might just be ahead of Paul Pierce. There's a couple other players that you can argue too. But the point is that if Jokic wins this finals MVP, he's going to be top 15, maybe minimum top 17 of all time at the ripe age of only 28. And that is wild. Alright, what if number two? What if this is the last time we see Jalen Brown in a Boston Celtic jersey? Although Jalen Brown didn't have the best series against Miami, he's still coming off the best season of his career thus far. Averaging 26.6 points per game on 49% from the field with 6.9 rebounds and 3.5 assists, not to mention the 1.1 steals, earning himself a second team All-NBA and an All-Star, leading his team with his partner Jason Tatum to the second seed in the East. The All-NBA selection, even though it was a little scuffed this year with Kawhi being injured, AD being injured, of course Jalen Brown took full advantage of that. However, that would mean that Jalen Brown is eligible for a Supermax contract, which would grant him about $290 million over the course of the next five years. Some would say that's a completely deserved contract and the Celtics should continue building around the Jays, while others would say that it's a bit overpaid and the Celtics should look to build around solely Jason Tatum. For this scenario, let's assume the latter. Now, what makes Jalen Brown such a viable and desired option for most teams is that he's kind of a plug-and-play player. He can fit in into any scenario you give him. You need a 3 and D wing? He can do that. You need to make a shot for himself ball handler? He can do that. You need a rebounder? He can do that. He can really fit into any team's. This means that he can really go to any team. However, I made a list of five teams that stand out above the rest. Jalen Brown would perfectly fit in these teams and these teams would perfectly fit with Jalen Brown. You ready? At number five, I have the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors have always been lacking in that wing department. And even though they have Andrew Wiggins now, I don't think that's enough in terms of scoring threat and defense to carry the rest. If the Golden State Warriors could look to move on from Jordan Poole and some of their younger guys and commit to Steph, Draymond, and Clay while somehow getting Jalen Brown, I don't know how they do that. But... <laughs> If they can, then that would be a great option. Not to mention, Jalen Brown would be a pretty good replacement for either Dre or Clay. Just saying. At number four, we got the Memphis Grizzlies. Now that DeLon Brooks is confirmed to not go back to the Memphis Grizzlies, they are in desperate need of a defender, a perimeter defender specifically. And you know who is a good perimeter defender? You guessed it, Jalen Brown. 
I think he would perfectly fit on that team playing with Ja, Jaron Jackson, and their bench. Not to mention the fact that he brings so much in offense, so much more than DeLon Brooks did. No offense to DeLon Brooks, maybe some offense. But Jalen Brown can definitely be that consistent second option that the Memphis Grizzlies so badly need. This brings us to number three, the Dallas Mavericks. Another place where Jalen Brown can thrive as a second option. He can pick up the slack where Luka falls off on defense. He can be that stay in the corner guy. We've seen it before. Great off the ball mover. And he can, of course, make his own shots. I think it's kind of confirmed that Kyrie's not going back to Dallas and the Dallas Mavericks desperately need a ball handler and a second scoring option and a defender. Luckily for them, Jalen Brown is all of that and more. And he would seamlessly kind of fit into that Luka ball system. Uh, Also getting chances to make shots for himself and just his all around strengths would be a huge asset for the Dallas Mavericks. Sticking with the point guard theme, going from Ja to Luka, there's one more point guard who could definitely benefit from someone like Jalen Brown, and that's Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks coming in at number two. Similar to the three teams mentioned before, the Atlanta Hawks also struggle with wing defense. They really need a wing defender to pick up the slack where Trey lacks and just another guard-ish type player who can who can really just create for himself and play off the ball. They tried that with DeJounte Murray, but I guess Trey Young and Murray are just too similar of players, um, at least on the offensive end, and it just was a failed experiment, unfortunately. So hopefully the Hawks can look to send DeJounte Murray somewhere else, uh, maybe the Raptors, and, you know try to get Jalen Brown from themselves. Speaking of the Raptors, bonus team, Jalen Brown can totally go to the Raptors. He'd perfectly fit in with us. Not to mention the fact that he wouldn't be a second option here like the other teams. No, sir. He'd be a first option. Jalen Brown, you get the ball, man. You're the only one who made All-NBA. Take it, man. Carry us. Teach Scotty Barnes some good habits. You come here and you do your thing. We needed a small forward since Kawhi left, man. All right, but seriously, though, on to number one. So if you couldn't tell by now, the number one team is, in fact, the Portland Trailblazers. Like the other teams, they all follow the same theme. I personally think that Jalen Brown would fit in with a legendary point guard. And Damian Lillard is a legendary point guard. Portland Trailblazers have confirmed that they want to build around Dame rather than reset. And what better way to build around Dame than give him one of the best small forwards in the league? It's hard to believe, but for as long as Dame has played in the league, the best player he's played with was actually just LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, don't get me wrong, LaMarcus Aldridge isn't a bad player at all, but you know, when you look at Steph and Westbrook and Harden, and other great guards like they've had the opportunities to play with like top 20 top 25 players of all time right dame hasn't had that opportunity so it'd be interesting and definitely important to see what he can do now that he's kind of nearing the end of his prime he's still in his prime just the end of it 
and it'll be good to see what he can do how far he can carry the blazers with an actual second option the trailblazers have both the incentive and the ability to get jalen brown more than any other team in the nba other than the celtics of course because the celtics keep him then you know it's just, this video is useless or you know podcast for the ones that are listening all right all right, all right. final what if what if the toronto raptors get the third overall pick now we know that the portland trailblazers currently have the third overall pick however they've confirmed that they're willing to trade the third overall pick and focus on now building around damian lillard this means that a team can trade one of their all-star level talents to play with dame and they themselves are looking for kind of a soft reset now there are a few teams that can do that but none fit better than the toronto raptors hear me out the toronto raptors are still pretty young yet they have older players however trying to play best of both worlds is clearly not working they either have to go all in on winning now or all in on resetting and building for tomorrow with a gem of a player like Scotty Barnes, I still haven't given up hope on Scotty Barnes. With a gem of a player like Scotty Barnes, it's better to build for tomorrow. I'm sorry. I love Van Fleet. I love Siakam. I love OG. They might still keep OG, but it's clear that these players aren't going to be able to win a championship if the Toronto Raptors are kind of like half assing it. You know what I mean? Like, if they can get a trade package for the third overall pick it's so huge for us because the first overall pick is obviously victor webanyama let's be honest there's no debate there you know the spurs are getting it but charlotte with the second overall pick do not need a point guard because they have Lamelo ball who's you know proven himself time and time again so they're like yo we don't need another point guard so in most mock drafts the second overall pick is brandon miller a small forward from alabama you know that means the third overall pick will be scoot henderson the toronto raptors will be able to get scoot henderson scoot henderson and scotty barnes have the chance to play together and develop together do you know how crazy good that is for a team for those of you that don't know, Scoot Henderson is a 19-year-old player currently playing for the G League Ignite, averaging a solid 16.5 points and 7 assists with 5.3 rebounds and 1.1 steal. His skill ceiling? Oh, you know, just prime Westbrook and Derrick Rose. Not to mention the fact that the greatest point guard in the league, Steph Curry, said that he'd be super willing to mentor him when he's in the league. Although Victor Wembanyama is taking most of the spotlight of this draft, we all know that there's other players, other prospects that are amazing. And Scoot Henderson stands above them all. That's right. Other than Victor, Scoot is by far the best prospect. And if the Toronto Raptors can get their hands on him, they should take him. All right. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening to this on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, please download and leave five stars or like. If you're listening to this on YouTube or wherever you're watching this, I don't know where I'm going to upload this. Shit, I might not even upload this and get too lazy. We'll see. Please leave a like, subscribe, follow. 
it means a lot man right now this is more of a hobby but i want to keep doing this i want to take it more and more seriously this time last year i quit the podcast but don't worry i pushed through and we made it to the summer we made it to june you know and hopefully i can keep continue posting good content and you know stay on top of my shit i don't know but anyways my name is Obi Dangra. i'll catch y'all later